0: to Mike and Joe Consulting. Allow us to introduce ourselves. I'm Mike Bonventry. And I'm Joe Fabrizio. And together we are Mike and Joe Consulting. Mike and Joe Consulting is sponsored by LadyLawPublishing.com. Our podcasts are going to be a combination of myself or Joe or the two of us and on occasion guest speakers from different industries and different businesses throughout the nation. Together, Joe and I will share more than 70 years combined personal and professional experiences in many diversified fields. We are entrepreneurs, we've consulted entrepreneurs, and we have a wide range of experience in many different social issues. Thank you for joining us. Today's podcast is Growing from Negative Reviews. Welcome to Lady Law Publishing. I'm Mike Bonventry, one of the speakers at LadyLawPublishing.com and today we're going to talk about using negative publicity. Complaints, comments, and Competitors who constantly badmouth you to your advantage, turning complaints and poor reviews into gold. Now, you can check my bio at any one of the social media sites, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at ladylawpublishing.com. I've been in business for 38 years. I started out as a consultant to federal, state, and county law enforcement agencies working against organized crime. My three years deep undercover working against organized crime was instrumental in putting an end to the local 25-year mafia operations that were embezzling our local businesses. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but during my three years deep undercover, my job was to oversee the embezzlement and robbery of hundreds of millions of dollars in business assets, all that were being used in the end for drug trafficking. After I came out from undercover, I went to the businesses that were being embezzled while I was working with law enforcement. And out of the goodness of my heart and what I thought was my moral obligation, I started consulting them about how they were losing money due to their drug using employees. After a while, people found out about me and I became a consultant. Doing profit and loss consulting, policies and procedures, and putting drug testing into place in businesses. I did that for several years. And in 1999, my clients were coming to me saying, Mike, you have to start a drug testing business. Because there are 20 providers in our small community, and we can't trust any of them. To do drug testing properly. Now the last thing I wanted to do. Was become a urine specimen collector. And operate a drug testing business. So I went to all 20 of the providers. Telling them why their customers were not satisfied. And why I was going to start losing consulting business. Because there was just no sense to hire me. If. They couldn't find a place to send their employees and donors to get a good drug test. Each and every one of them kind of scoffed at me, but it was the last guy who was a private provider who actually bought me breakfast and was so condescending and so arrogant. And he ended our breakfast by showing me his entire business, how easy it was and then saying the real income is in the bribes. People with $80,000 jobs will pay you hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to ignore the temperature on the sample that they brought in. So, what I did is I started rapid drug test systems. And I went to each of the 20 providers and told them I was starting rapid drug test systems, but I advised them not to start a price war with me because I was going to open my doors as the competition. I was going to charge more than any of them for my services. What I did is I went through the list of complaints about those 20 providers I listened to clients and customers and donors talk about what was wrong with them, why they couldn't be trusted, and how donors were actually faking their drug tests. So when I started Rapid Drug Test Systems, I took a list of all the complaints, and I found the common complaints that all 20 of them had. First complaint, they did not have flexible hours. So I made sure that rapid drug test systems had flexible hours. Second complaint was when we send an employee for a random test or any kind of test, they're stuck in a waiting room, sometimes for hours. So we're paying somebody to be off-site and not to be productive on the job for hours. So I made sure that we never had walk-ins that we only had on-time, no-wait appointments. Nobody was going to wait in my waiting room more than 10 minutes. Employers are not informed on what to tell their employees. So I made a protocol list. Show up at this time. Make sure you drink exactly this amount of water, not too much water. Be prepared for this, this, and that. So when they came to my office, they knew exactly what to expect. And they were in and out and back to work and productive. It was worth it for people to pay me $10 per collection more than they paid anybody else because they were literally saving hundreds of dollars by having on-time appointments, having flexible hours. The big deal with flexible hours, some of the clients were railroads, airlines, trucking companies. And when their employees got stuck in an office for three or four hours, it would cost—it could definitely cost a railroad or an airline thousands of dollars to replace those people with alternate workers. I charged $100 more to show up on-site than anybody in the state. Why would companies pay me $100 more than 20 other people were charging? Because I explained to them, by paying me $100 more, I could show up a half hour to 45 minutes early, get prepared, regardless of a flat tire, an accident, hitting a deer, I would never be late and a train would never be held up costing thousands of dollars because their collector decided to show up right on time or even a few minutes late because what the heck? They weren't getting paid much anyways. So let's talk about negative publicity. 38 years in business. What's the first question? You're going to ask me if you want to do business with me. Do you have any references? And I would smile and say, yes, I do. Call my mother. She has no clue what I do for a living, but she'll tell you I'm the best. Why would you ask me for a reference? Do you really think I'm going to give you the name and phone number somebody who's going to talk bad about me? So what I say is, why don't you see who's talking badly about me? I'm very proud of the fact that I have two complaints at the Better Business Bureau. Why would I highlight that? Well, with 30 years in business, two complaints is not a bad record. I sometimes feel like the cleaning products were 99.9% satisfied clients. So I encourage you, don't don't look for people that are certainly going to say nice things about me. Look for who's talking bad about me. You're not going to find many, if any. So I'm going to guide you to the two at the Bitter Business Bureau read their complaint, and then read my response. I agreed with both of them. They had every right to be dissatisfied with me based on where they were coming from. One guy complained after I took $20,000 to put him into business, I was incapable of showing him how to do an alcohol test when he was in a bind. He was right. I was completely incapable. I trained him. He did perfect. He did several scenarios under mock collections at the training. He did perfect. Then he called me at three o'clock one morning and said the machine was broken. He didn't know how to do this. And I could tell he was more inebriated than the person he was trying to do the alcohol test on. He was 100% correct. I was completely incapable of guiding him through the proper procedures while he was slurring and belligerently drunk. He had a couple of other complaints, which I agreed with. From where he was coming from, I would have hated me too. So you read his complaint, you read my rebuttal, and besides the fact that you were probably referred to me by somebody you trust, you'd have to come to the conclusion that that was a good review. I had a second person, and this was all in the last five years, two people. a woman just ripped me apart about everything. And I agreed with her. She was absolutely right. She couldn't work with me. She didn't like anything that I did or that I said. But I also pointed out that when I start somebody out in business, we take care of their website. We take care of getting their customers to third-party providers. We take care of their lab fees giving them my prices after 30 years in business the day they start. And I said, you know, from the way she thinks and the way she interacts, I'm not surprised at all that she has nothing good to say about me because none of my vendors, suppliers, clients, referral agencies, And web designers who worked with hundreds of my clients over the years could work with her. There are just a couple of people in 38 years that I could not satisfy no matter what I did. And there are people out there like that that just can't be satisfied. So we use those negative reviews... To give people an honest look at the complaint and the rebuttal and trust in their ability to see who's sincere and who may be on the right side of a referral. Now, we had a local guy, the guy who took me to breakfast and just talked down to me, badmouthed me. Oh my goodness, he badmouthed me. And my wife, is an attorney. And she said to me, Michael, we've got an open and shut, many open and shut slander and defamation of character charges against this guy. Why don't you just put him out of business? And I said to my wife, are you kidding? I want to send him a thank you card and a box of candy. He is the best salesperson we could ever hope to have. I never did a lot of advertising. I always relied on word of mouth and local business. This guy was so insistent on bad-mouthing me, people would come to me and say, we went to him to do our drug testing. We didn't even know you existed. We never saw you advertising. We never heard radio commercials or TV commercials. We didn't even know anything about you. But he was so insistent and so insecure about you that we had to find you and find out what it was that you had to offer that made him so mad and insecure about you. For almost 20 years... I referred to him as my best asset. He just could not stop lying about me, bad mouthing me, and making up negative things about me. He drew more interest for my business than any salesperson I could possibly pay. So don't get mad, and especially when people go online and bash you. Now I found my niche in drug testing, but for many, many years and throughout my drug testing career, I've consulted multiple businesses, restaurants, car dealers, manufacturing, large corporations. They had nothing to do with drug testing. And the worst thing you can do is when somebody gives you a negative review on social media is to defend yourself. And to attack them. Never do that. Because you're admitting that you're insecure and that they're getting to you. And if enough people are saying the same thing about you, there's a very good likelihood, whether I know you or not, I'm going to have to assume that it's the truth. So what I recommend is when you get bashed on one of these uh, rating sites, contact the person privately. Tell them that you're concerned about their bad experience. And please contact me for a confidential, detailed discussion about what they were dissatisfied about. Tell me the waitress's need. Tell me the service person's need. If it's not the first time I've heard this, It'll be the first time that it's been confirmed by somebody who's actually dissatisfied. Now I can do something about it. There are so many ways to take negative attention and turn it to your benefit. You either learn from it, you change it, you embrace it or you continue to ignore it and go out of business. Now, what I'd like you to do is join me for a live, Zoom, interactive conversation about what's bothering you, how I can help you. One of the greatest things, one of the greatest compliments I received was after a talk, a gentleman, an author from Indiana, called me and he said, Mike, I listened to you talk several times and I wrote a book called Advertising Without Money. And then he wrote a second book, More Advertising Without Money. We have never had an advertising budget. We have our website and we have some social media, but I don't pay for any of that. I do pay... Uh, a small amount for my website designer. But we go mostly by word of mouth. We use our website as a business card. We use our social media to promote this and to introduce people to the speaker's bureau. We can talk about any industry. After 38 years, there's very few industries that I can't, Tell you how to enhance. Not brain surgery. Now, not being a lawyer. But even with brain surgery and being a lawyer, I'll bet you I can give you advice that will help you run your business end, the office end, the appointment end, the client end, the patient end, much more efficiently. So, thank you very much for listening today. Contact us at Mike and Joe at mikeandjoeconsulting.com to suggest topics or potential guests for our show.